Excellent, excellent. Well, thanks everyone uh, for your patience as we got that live stream going. My name is MC2. You're tuned into the Boom Bap Chat. This is number 21. Very, very excited tonight. Before we jump in, do want to say a big thanks to our unofficial sponsors, Everybody's Records here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, if you're not local, you can still get the uh, get the good music online at everybody'srecords.com. And uh, next week we have a new sponsor, which is very exciting, and it has to do with tea. So tune in next week for all you tea tea enthusiasts. Uh, you'll have to wait a week to know that what, what's going to go on with that. So tonight we have a very special guest. We have an MC that um, has been putting out album after album after album, putting in great work. And uh, we're very excited to welcome Napoleon, the legend, to the Boom Bap Chat. What's up, man? Salute to everybody, man. What's going on? Yeah, it's good to have you here tonight, man. Really thanks good. for having me, man. Yeah, thanks for, it, man. yeah, thanks for being here, man. You have been putting in work. Do you get tired? I'm always tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm often tired. I'm not always tired, but I'm, I'm often tired. It's true. But, you know, it's it, 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 it gives me energy. Yeah, I was just gonna say, what fuels you? Like, what makes you keep going and, and keep putting out quality work? Um, just thinking back of like the sacrifices that, first mm -hmm. of all, the love of hip hop was there. So I, I just love doing it. It, it, it to me, it, it fuels me to create. But at the same time, I worked so hard. I've been through so much. I sacrificed so much to be able to make a living off it. And yeah. I have to go to a job and face a manager and I have to, you know, yeah. rely on some like unemployment check or something like that. It fuels me to be like when I wake up in the morning, I just want to I want to do more and I want to tackle it. And I, also to tell my story, because when I promise tomorrow and time is something that's really in my head a lot. And, and just when I wake up, like I'm always like, wow, OK, I'm still alive. So. Yeah. Let me make today count. Like I've been like that for years. So you can yeah. see it from my output. Yeah, definitely. You've been putting out a lot. You know, I was just talking to my daughter the other day about, you know, if you find something in life that you love and you are able to make a living off of it, you know, it's that old saying, like it's, you don't have to work. Right. You know, you never really have to, work. I mean, you still put in work obviously. Right. Um, but is that kind of how you feel? Like you love what you do. So it doesn't actually feel like a burden. Uh, that definitely doesn't feel like like a burden, but I do a lot. You know, music entails so much more than what people see. Yeah. The, the, the making the music, uh, that, that's all love. You know, it, yeah. it, I don't see time go by. It's uh, it's it got to a point where it's, it's just a flow now. I mean, yeah. I've been in the zone for like four years where I don't even have to think about anything. I just go wake up and create. However, the other things that come behind, mm. like you got to market you got to be right. put the marketing hat you got to take care of your socials you got to do this and that yeah it, it, yeah. it becomes a lot it's it, it's a real job yeah yeah have you found any of those aspects like the, on the business side that that surprised you and that you like them on the business side <laughs> I, i'm not sure um that's a great question i never really thought about it there's things that surprise me on the artistic side like mm. Like I've been I've been designing a few of my covers here and there. Oh yeah. And I'm surprised that I enjoy doing that because it's yeah. not that wasn't even in my in my in my train of thought in the past. But like little things like that where I'm like, I actually enjoy doing this. Like making beats and stuff. I cause I used to only rap now that I do a lot of production. So on the 
what what part of the business is fun? I don't know. <laughs> I, Something I, to I, think I, about. I mean, it's fun when you're getting money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's the business or the, the fact that I'm getting money that's fun. Like I'm booking right. something, so it's a rush, or I'm getting paid to do a commercial. But I, I don't. I feel like people. I get proposed. You know, I don't. I don't really seek it out out too yeah. much. What I, what I do is just offer my music, and things come right. back to me. So that's, you know. hey, that's dope. That's really dope. Yeah. So I would love to know uh, a little bit of your your hip hop story. Like, how did you get involved in hip hop? Well, it, I, I was born in Paris, France. A lot of people don't know. Both of my parents are from a place called the Comoros Islands, which is uh, Lower East Africa. It's a small islands. It's about, it's about right now. There's about a million people. Back then, it was probably like seven hundred thousand. Wow. But there's a lot a lot of us migrate to France and stuff like that. Africa, France is the main hub. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of us come to America. There's not a lot of Comorians, which is what we call in America. So we came in America. I was young, I was like four, and uh, listening to the radio and the friends, and then discovering that they they got shows where they play videos. Mm -hmm. You know, my friends are telling me because I was like, I would I would come back. And I'm like, how you know this song? I never heard it on the radio. They're like, oh, you got to tune into Rap City. So I would tune in and watch the booth and yeah. Like, I just loved it. It was like, it wasn't even like a, a something to think. It was just like, oh, this this is dope. This is crazy. And uh, I, I just became a fan from, from the first time I heard people like X-Clan, first mm. time I heard people like Nas. You know, I, I like back then in, the, in Rap City is that you could hear what was hot, but then like on Wednesdays, they'll play old school songs too. Yeah. So it's like, I went back in the past too to be like, oh, okay, the, 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 the symphony. Uh, Big Daddy Kane. I got went back to listening to Rock Him, things like that, because I was always like kind of a student of it. And and, and when I get curious about something, I get super obsessed. I want to know everything about it. So that that's kind of how I, I I got into it as a fan. Yeah, I want to I want to chat a little bit about that era because you mentioned Rap City and like when I think back to that that period of time, I feel like the artists kind of dictated what was dope and what was fresh. And like, you know, the program directors, the people that played it, like they went to the artists, they got the music and they played it. And I feel like a shift happened at some point where it was like, you know, artists were thinking about what, what they're going to play and the program directors decided that they weren't going to play certain music. And, you know, they're, so the artists didn't dictate as much. Do you get a sense that that was kind of the... I, I think well, it's happened. on point. Now, when you talk about it, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Because I think at that at, there was a period of time where, like, the music business was booming. And I think it's because of the CDs, you know, the digital discs, and probably before, like, tape players and Walkmans. It, yeah. like, it was a business that grew on its own. Right. And so there was a lot of money coming in so they could put out a whole bunch of artists and see who works and who doesn't work. So there was a lot more variety. And then it comes to town, I guess, where the business, the business curve matures a little more and, and there's more consultants that come in, there's more data. And and I, right. I think we, we we transition into a data-driven world where it's like, yeah. this works, let's do some focus groups and see who they right. react to and this and that. When before it was just off a of feeling, it could be somebody at an office that's like, I'm gonna take a chance on this, I kind of like this. But now it's like, that would probably get shut down because the other person at the office is like, What's, what's the socials look like? Oh, this person ain't got no traction. We're gonna go with this person. So I, I think it was uh, it was just, it was the right timing for, for, for hip hop. They didn't even know it was gonna be like that. Right. 
and that and now that it was a viable business it became an actual business an actual right. industry the things start to change you, you know I, I think about bad boy and diddy with this conversation right because I, I feel like early on like like craig mack um you know biggie's first album a few other albums like i feel like they are kind of a, a representation of you know kind of what you're talking about like the, the shift that happens because right. it yeah so anyway it's a fascinating conversation I, 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 th I think when it comes to diddy yo yo that craig mack was crazy easy mo v and all that yeah but like i think diddy also like he he took he he kind he kind of knew like the, the the sample game where he was like his mm -hmm. marketing mind was like yo these songs people used to dance to these songs so why don't right. we just sample this and have like Biggie rap to him and it it just became a formula that just worked you know what I'm saying yeah. yeah no doubt was there an artist or an album that really inspired you uh, even to like to pick up the pen and start doing your thing um I think um. There's several, of course, yeah. but yeah, I, yeah. I, I, there's two albums I really like uh, that, that that really like. Oh man, uh, what, what was what's not second out? It was written. It was written, yep. yep. And, and and one of the reasons for that is it's phenomenal album. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it was yeah. also a booklet with the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. You know, once you had like you bought something, you would want to 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 read the artwork and see who produced what. But there was the lyrics, so it's like it got to me to understand like. Wow, he he's a real poet. Like when you actually read him, because I might not have understood everything at that at that age. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and also the other album was uh, only built for Cuban Link from Raekwon. It was just like it is the first. It's one of the first time where it hit me like this is like I'm watching a movie right now. Yeah, yeah. Like the way that the sounds, the way the grittiness of it, the texture mm -hmm. of it, and. Um, yeah, like Raekwon and Nas, like they, they were big influences on, on my pen and me me wanting yeah. to rhyme. That's dope. So you so you get inspired, you're loving it, you're starting to write. What's the transition like between you know putting pen to pad and actually recording music for you? Um yeah, like is a friend of mine, he had a he had like a recorder like a portable, like, I, I think it was a four track or something like that. And he saw that I liked to rhyme, you know, I, once I seen them rapping, cause they, they had made an album at my school. They were the only guys that were like rapping that I seen like close to me that were rapping. Even when I would play basketball, play pickup ball, I didn't, I, we love rap, but I didn't know anybody rapping at that point. And yeah. especially where I was living. So my, my boy saw that I was really, intrigued with it and he he let me borrow his uh his four track or whatever and i would just just go crazy on it just start recording listening to how i sound and just creating songs for out of nothing i used to get like singles and just record on b-sides and things like that dope uh do you remember any of your early lyrics not that i'm gonna ask you to recite them but do you remember I, them? I, I know my first rhyme started like Kareem up in the scene, blade drop on your neck like a guillotine. My dream is to make mad green. That was the first ever rhyme I wrote. And it's like everybody from from my from 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 my days they, they remember that rhyme because it was yeah. just, I would just spit it all the time. So as you as you're getting more and more into hip hop music, was there anything that you like left behind? Like some people drop out of college, some people graduate and then do music, quit a job. Was there any decisions along the way where you had to like give up something to pursue it? Uh, 
Yeah, like when when I when I came to New York, New York, I I, I gave up my job. You know what I'm saying? I had I had a job at that point, and, and I, I I just from one day to the next, I decided to like quit. Mm. And uh, it was um, I, after going to SOBs and seeing that KRS One concert. And if you ever been to a KRS One concert, it's one of the best performers. Yeah. Like, you know, hands down, and it's more like a sermon. Like he, he, he right. it's, it's a vibe, but it's also like a boost, like a like a energy pill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he he says something crazy thing on stage. He's like, y'all probably shouldn't be saying this, but <laughs> if uh, if you got a job, you love hip hop, quit, quit that. He's like, you can live off of hip hop if you do it well. Mm. And I was probably the only person in the crowd that was, that it like it just planted a <laughs> seed, like yo. Yeah. And then what happened? A few months later, I performed the first time at SOBs, and I was the only opener for Feral Monch for his wow. PTSD album, right? Oh, dope! And uh, I was backstage. I was with Boogie Blind, Evil D, Peter Rosenberg came, and he was hosting. He he remembers me because because I came up in Maryland. He was in Maryland back then. He saw me winning MC battles and stuff back then. He knew some of my old rhymes. I couldn't believe it because I hadn't seen him for years. Right. And like, I, I rocked that show and immediately in my head, I was like, yo, man, I could really do this. You know, like it really, it, it really gave me the bug. And like, I went to work and I think my manager had gotten on my nerves a few days later. And I was like, yo, man, why am I, why am I even coming in here? Like, let me just, let I could, I could do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I had KRS-One in my head and I had my, my little experiences. And I said, yeah. you know what, I'm, I'm going to do this Full-time, I'm going to put my all in it so I don't wake up 10 years later and I regret not yeah. having taken that chance. Because I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? I'm just going to just be back looking for a job or doing something else. So I'm like, yo, I might as well put all my eggs in that basket for better or for worse. And a lot of people try to discourage me from doing mm. that. But I was used to that because I was living in Maryland. And when I told everybody, I woke up one day, I said, I'm going to move to New York because that's just where I need to be. And everybody's like, nah, don't do it. You know what mm. I mean? There's so much competition. It's so expensive. The people, they'll tell me everything. And I was determined to do it. I didn't listen to anybody. I was dead. You know, a year or two later, I'm still alive. And then it's time for me to quit the job and, and do what it did. And I'm still here. Haven't, haven't looked back from then. Man, you know, I always find it fascinating. Because, like, your story is not totally unique. But it's very rare. You know, most people, when 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 they have that thought, like, oh, I'm going to quit, go all in, they don't. Right. You know? Um, and I, I'm always curious as to, like, what is it about you and people, you know, like you that make that step that other people just can't make? Do you feel like there's, like, something, like, a driving force in you? Is there a spirituality? Is there, you know, is there something, a driving force within you that, that kind of sets you apart, you think? It's, it's it, yo, man. Once again, great question, man. Because you know, when you're you, you don't think about that you're different, <laughs> right? It's yeah. like, yo, this is what I would have done, like, right? But it, 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 if I try to analyze it, it's a lot of factors. You got to think, you got to think. And it, it's if people disregard this part when I'm like, I'm from the Comoros Islands, a small place in East Africa, you know, oftentimes used to be one of the poorest countries in the world. I, I've been there, I visited when I was young. Mm -hmm. third world country different lifestyle like we're talking about 
no uh, dirt floors in the houses, you know, no real toilets, you know, you're taking water from a well. Like yeah. I, I've, I mean, I can't say I've lived that for years, but I've seen it months after months. I, I had it in my head. So when I was coming here, I'm like, okay, I'm privileged. And two, I'm like, damn, how the hell did my parents like get out of here? <laughs> right. Both separately, they're from different islands. It's four islands. Separately made it to France, did their thing, met up, had me, and then able to come to America. So to me, that's the miracle story. Mm. It was like, damn, I, I could, how am I in this position in the first place? It's already like beating the odds. So for me to be like, not having a job, it's just, I had to try. It's like, I could call myself Napoleon the legend. They used to, they used to call me that on the basketball court because I was short and I talked a lot of trash. <laughs> then I added the legend just to make it extra epic. <laughs> and I was always on some, and I'm also very influenced by Japanese anime, which mm. is grandiose, surpass yourself, you know, yeah. train and, and become two times bigger. And, and, and that, that, that's my mentality. It's like, I wanted to be, I'm out, and music allows me to be a superhero. You know what I mean? Regular life, yeah. I'm, I'm out here walking like everybody, I'm at the job. But like, I'd be at the job in Brooklyn, and somebody would step up to me and was like, and I have a uniform on, like, yo, I just seen you on Video Music Box. And then like, I don't know if I should feel happy or feel embarrassed. <laughs> Not at the point, you know what I mean? I don't know how to react, you know, because I'm expecting that. And then I see right. people saying, yo, you back, right? And then I'm like, you know what? Let me, let, let, let me not stop fronting and let me actualize and, 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 and make a decision to be an artist. If I'm an artist, let me do that. And look, whatever happens, I have a story to tell. You know, there's a, there's a guy, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. And, yeah. So he talks about how, like, you know, his story was his parents came over from, I forget what country, but not from the States. And his parents came over with nothing and you know made something of themselves big business and he actually talks about how having nothing was actually a huge benefit for him yeah. and how like it you know kind of like what your story like what's it to you if this hip-hop doesn't work like you've seen people live on you know dirt floors and with no toilets like what's the worst that's gonna happen do you feel that way that like having seen that like that's like a boost like i can do anything type of it thing? was it was a boost where one, I knew I had to be sharp. I knew I, I couldn't mess around too much. And I did mess around, you know what I mean? Yeah. I did I did like, I, I wasn't always like I am right now where I'm like <laughs> extra focused. Yeah. But in the back of my head, it's like, look, I, I have a lot riding on this. I have an opportunity, uh, like a million people back home wish they would have. And right. I even have family in France, my cousins that migrated to France and they look at me like I'm lucky because everybody wanted to be in America back then. Right. Now the world is changing. America is not really as hot as it used to be. But like back then, like you in America, you hot. Imagine yeah. when I'm going back to Africa. So I had that pressure on me to, 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 to make it happen. I guess it's an immigrant thing, too. You know, when yeah. you're, you're an immigrant, you're like, oh, I'm lucky to be here. So let me make let me make it count. And two, it's like I always knew, regardless of what, if everything hits the fan, I could go back to Africa and I could I, and I could survive and, right. and I won't really need that much money. I'll just be living in the community and yeah. being useful the way I am. It's not like over here. You know, what I mean, they don't they won't let you starve in the street. You know, it, 
it's not really like in, in, in Western countries, you know? So do you still keep up with your family in, in Paris? Um, some. Some. Yeah, my, 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 my mother's back. She, my, my father, he passed away, but my, my mother, like, she just actually moved back to, to, to the Camorra. She moved back to Island. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm curious, you know, you mentioned how, you know, America is not what it used to be. Like, right. do, you, do you travel a lot? Yeah, I mean, I travel more than the average, yeah, like uh, prior to COVID. Yeah. Well, can you speak to like that notion of like America, like losing, you know, kind of that that aura, like, oh, I'm going to go to America. Like, have you seen that shift over many years? Has it been pretty, you know, quick from your perspective? I, I've seen that shift over over the years, it kind of slowly, but I think it's it's been accelerated. I mean, it's, yeah. it's accelerated also with Trump because he's such a polarizing figure. Yeah. And as much as he's polarizing here, I think I think he's more hated overseas when you go to like mm -hmm. Europe and you go to places. Most people, you know, what I mean, some people like him, too, but most people. So it's like they kind of turn off and then all these wars. It turned off like the Bush era, too, turned off a lot of people from America because yeah. the, the Iraq war was very unpopular and it caused a lot of deaths. And it made America look like a big bully. Like back then, you gotta think America was exporting images of Hollywood. People loved the actors, people loved yeah. the music, people loved the culture. The NBA, when the first dream team and even the second dream team, they were smashing everybody. You see, like the mm -hmm. American basketball players were this much better. Look at now. Like there, there, there was a, a, a US team that lost at, at, at some point. And it's just yeah. like you don't think, but psychologically, that the American aura and mystique. It's kind of diffused. Then you go yeah. overseas. Also, it's starting to look like America because the, mm. all the economic systems are the same. You got McDonald's everywhere, right. like the, the same stores, the same brands. So everything is kind of looking the same. Yeah. So there's I, a lot of that, you know. Yeah. I, I one of the reasons I find your you and your music interesting is because you you have a lot of views politically, um, right. which I really appreciate. You know, I, I like I like music that has, you know, more to it than just, you know, dope rhymes, you know. Um, have you always been into politics? Yeah, I think I think I've always been to, into politics. Part of it also is being uh, a, a lot of a lot of Africans like me that, that travel like that, that, that have parents like that were, were, were into politics. How do mm -hmm. I know this is because I had a lot of friends in D.C. with they were from Africa, from different countries, Cameroon, mm -hmm. Bond. Guinea, right. they were all into politics too. You know, like my father was into politics when he when he was young. You know, mm -hmm. he, he was, Comoros was uh, a colony of, of France and they became independent in 1975. And he he was like a militant against uh, the, the French imperialism. So he was like protesting, doing things, you know, they tried to kill him like twice at least. He had to, he had to flee. So it's like, not that it came from him directly, but I'm saying I'm still from that from that bloodline where you know he there was political views, and I think um, I wasn't asleep at the wheel. Like I'm curious about a lot of things, so I I saw how American was ran, America is run, and I like the American system. I thought they had a good government, the way they had mm -hmm. different branches. Like a lot of African governments are like uber corrupt. Mm. You know, all governments are corrupt, but they were yeah. super corrupt. And here, at right. least, there was some balance checks and balances. Some people could end up in jail for doing bad things. So, I always thought I always I was always interested in it. 
and I always I, I always knew the importance of what politics had to everybody's life. Like we mm -hmm. feel so disconnected, but yo, one law could pass or one one regulation could pass and could change everything for better yeah. or for worse for everybody. Yeah. So I speak on it on my music. I, I used to, like I said, I listened to, used to listen to X Clan. I used to listen to Public, yeah. Public Enemy. These people were, they, they made the, the mainstream uncomfortable. Now rap is the mainstream. Right. So nobody wants to make anybody uncomfortable. You're not going to hear um, one of the, the, the most popping artists say anything about anything that's going on because they are, they are the system. So it's like, right. you know, I still got that that rebel in me where I'm like, I, I, I want to speak for the people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to ask a few more. Damn, uh -oh. oh, there we go. Okay, we're back. <laughs> Little technical difficulties there. Right. That's all good. Uh, yeah. So who do you think is like the ex-Clan public enemy of today? Um, Does it exist? Does it exist? I mean, I think I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I think I'm like wise, intelligent. I'm from. I, I'm from that line. Yeah. You know, it's just not. It's just like I don't just brand myself that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, they did like a moral technique was like was that thing where that's what he does. You know what I'm saying? And uh, me is just. I don't only do that. I just have yeah. it just happens to come in my flow of consciousness because right. it's part of what I think. But it's not like it's not something I force on the people. But I'm sure that there's a lot. I'm not I'm not even I'm not even thinking about everybody. I mean on a on a smaller scale, there's people like J. Cole that talk about social issues. Mm -hmm. There's there's all types of artists of that caliber, but I think that. Uh, in my lane, I, I don't know who's talking about the things I'm talking about. You know what I yeah. mean? I, and I wanted more of that. And I'm just like, yo, I might as well do it myself. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And then in, in the chat from our buddy Neville, he says uh, Immortal Technique, Dead Prez, and Killer Mike. Killer Mike, Killer Mike for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. For sure. I've, so I've, 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 I haven't heard Dead Prez and Immortal Technique in a while. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So going back to politics, um, what what's just just your sense of politics in this country right now? It's a, it's it's chaotic, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty disastrous because it's um, you know, America, and that's part of the aura you were asking me earlier. People yeah. loved America because America was like this young nation, very idealist. It, it had it had a, a really horrible history, but. They they pass things like voting rights and right. segregated. So you you would see an advancement where they, they would try to do better. And and they're still a young nation compared to all these countries in Europe and Africa who have real history. America right. before America, when we talk about it, it's when the the, the Brits came over here, you know, right. when they took the land from the Native Americans. That that's usually what we're talking about. Right. So I think that um right now America is like a drunk teenager. <laughs> like we, we thought we were so great. American exceptionalism was the thing. And, and back then we could back it up, but look, now we can't, we can't. Yeah. And, and, and it's things like COVID totally exposed um, the, the, how bad the country is governed because you, you could just compare it to other nations and how they dealt with it and how they're living right now. Like I have friends that live in Germany 
their life is pretty normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? They went through a period of lockdown, like like right. like like everybody else, but now they're back. People not really stressed. Like you see here, I got I, I'm learning about people dying from COVID all the time. Yeah. I, I heard my, my, my homegirl lost a friend the other day. I lost probably like three friends or, or COVID. You heard a friend of God son done yeah. died. Uh one of Davies boys, I forgot his name, he he died of COVID. Rest in peace to all these people. But it's yeah. just like it kind of it, I think it was like kind of showed everybody that you could compare. It's the same disease. It's it, it it affected everybody. It spread everywhere mostly, and we could see the way it was handled. So that's part of the things where I think that politically, um, but that that's governance. But but politically, it's a mess. Now you're talking about you're seeing this George Floyd stuff, and you're mm -hmm. seeing uh, Jacob Blake, and the fact that the head of the country cannot denounce like the shooting of J uh, Jason Blake, for example, like just denounce it, say it's wrong and he, and, and the shooter should be arrested. Not, not, not guilty, whatever, just arrested for trial, like, like any quote unquote civilized nation. It's a big problem that yeah. would avoid the protest and avoid the deaths that came after the protest. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I don't need to be a politician to understand that it just took a, that message from the guy at the top to, to for, for people to be like, okay, I trust that our country is gonna handle it because right. we know crime happens, uh, negligence happens, right. but we have a justice system. But now we're like, okay, this justice system is not working for these people. Right. And uh, what's, what the hell is going on here? Mm -hmm. Like, and nobody's saying nothing about it. How do, how, what do you expect people? How do you expect people to react? Yeah. Like when people's back are pushed against the wall and, 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 and the whole nation is grieving, seeing somebody's got had, had a knee on his neck. They seen Eric Gardner get strangled. They see Ahmad Harbury get shot by some dudes in a in a pickup truck. Yeah. What the hell's going on here? Right. This is not happening nowhere else. Not like that. Man. You know what I mean? And, and not in a non-war country, you know what I'm saying? Where right. I'm talking about in this is not happening, you know what I mean? So it's like, there's a problem and what more double down more on what the problem is. Everybody knows that more police is not gonna solve crime. It's 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 a better economic situation. Crime is, is a symptom of a problem. Right. Like, I mean, I feel like I'm making more sense than a lot of these dudes that I see talking <laughs> yeah. because it's very simple yep. and we're, we're, we're ignoring the simplicity of what's going on and how we should deal with it because uh, people are engaging in culture wars and trying to get votes. So that there's an issue, man. Yeah. Speaking of votes, uh, you know, this, this November, do you have a, a feeling one way or another? I know some people are, are sitting out, they, they, they feel like no one listens to them. Some people are saying, nah, that, that's throwing away your vote. You gotta vote Biden, even if you don't like him. Kind of what, what's your, your thought? Well, I'm not gonna tell people what to do. I mean, as for me, I'm I'm gonna. I just got a, um, you know, I became American like a few years back. I, I was mm -hmm. born here, you know, so I exercise my right to vote because I know that voting is not just Biden and and, and Trump. It's also uh, the down ballot, the local yeah, yeah. elections, and stuff like that, which people right. seem to be oblivious about. Which is <laughs> crazy. You guys need to educate yourselves for real. Stop, stop being dumb like that. Like you, the yeah. voting is not just the presidents. There's a lot of other people that affect things. 
Let, let, let's be real, man. Let's mm -hmm. be real. So that's why I exercise my right to vote. And there's judges, appointments, there's all types of things that are at stake. And I think a lot of time, and, and when it comes to America too, what's really shocking is when, because I, I consume a lot of media from European countries too and African mm -hmm. countries, people actually talk about climate change like it's a real big, huge existential mm -hmm. problem. And I, I don't hear it that often over here. Like, no. you guys realize what's going on out here? And plus we have pandemics, which is like something you know, that has to do with the environment too, stuff like that. So it's like, yo, wake up, man. The, the, yeah. the, way, the way we're treating this environment, we, we could not keep building these cars and doing this and keep, keep taking, extracting things from the ground indefinitely without something happening. And you know who's gonna suffer? We are, because yeah. the people with money are not. They're gonna move right. to Scandinavia. They're gonna be chilling. They're gonna live as good as they ever been living. But the people that are stuck in, the, in in our cities and 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 don't have that much money, we're gonna be having to to bear the brunt of the issue. Yeah, yeah. You know, one silver lining I see in all this turmoil. I think you you mentioned chaos is that around the year 2016, I wanna say, I feel like there was, there started to be just a, a, a surge in really dope hip hop music. There was dope hip hop before that time, you know, there's been dope hip hop all throughout, but I just feel like these last few years, yeah. there's just been a resurgence of just like really good hip hop music. And I feel like your you know body of work is a part of that. Um, a part of that movement. Do you get that sense too? That there's yeah. just this is just a good time in for hip hop music. Absolutely, man. You, you're on the ball, brother. Like um, mm -hmm. my my boy uh, Sunyaz Allah, who's a who's a he used to be a a journalist for like the Source and the Vibes until he okay. got he got kicked out because he was a real journalist, and now it's, <laughs> it's not no more. Journalism is dying, and you know publicity is up. And then he calls this era that you're talking about the invisible renaissance because mm -hmm. there is a renaissance but it's invisible because it's not mainstreamed and it's like, it's not written about by, by people as such. But right. yeah, like, I think, I think it got to a point where people were like, the, this main, the mainstream game doesn't love us. Right. <laughs> they don't care for us. But now, you know what, we could record music. We have the resources to do it. It doesn't cost that much. We don't have to pay for a crazy studio to sound decent. We could shoot our right. videos and it's hip hop to the fullest yeah, because it's yeah. like people taking things to their own hands and right. like, yo, I don't need y'all. I could do this from the crib. Yeah. And uh, once I realized the power, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that gave me a battery pack too. Yeah, that's dope. You know, it's kind of like what we talked about earlier. It's like the artists are now dictating what's dope again. You know, they're, they're not giving in. They're making, like, I think it like, it blew my mind to see Griselda on the Jimmy Fallon show. Right. It was like a year ago back in, January, I think it was, just blew my mind. Like these dudes were rapping on the Jimmy Fallon show. And they didn't, and it, they didn't even try to switch their style. They didn't try at all. Be a little bit more audience nope. friendly. They were as dark and as as, as like yes. as pretty as they always were. I mean, Griselda is amazing. Yeah. And, and it, because look, man, your artists make music, shut up and make music. Yeah. And if you're dope, people gonna find you. And it's like, I live by that mantra. Yeah. I always feel like there's 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 the art and then there's the marketing and right. advertising of the art. Right. And I always said, like, don't mix the two. Make the art you need to make. 
Right. And don't think about the marketing. After you make it, send it to people, come up with a marketing plan, think it through, but don't let that influence, you know, the art you make, you know? Yo, you know, that that's very sharp of you to say that because I was talking to this, um, I'm working with a, a artist overseas who uses huge overseas, like Icon, mm. uh, part of a group called I Am, Akenaton. He's producing some projects for me right now. And we were talking, was it today, yesterday or something? And he was like, yo, let, let, once we finish all the music, we're going to think about, you know, marketing, how to put yeah. it out and things like that. And he's like, he said the same thing. He's like, make the project. And then we think about how best to present it to the world. And the thing is, it's like, it's, it's tough to do both. And a lot of times yeah. I'm not a, you know, I, I don't think about marketing that much. So, and, and, and I'm so, I'm, I'm leaning towards more towards the art. Yeah, you know, yeah. and you can tell from what I do. Sometimes I put out albums I barely promote it. There's no videos. I don't really. Right. I'm not like spamming it. You know, I'm, <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll announce it two weeks prior. Drop right. it. Talk about it. Reshare what people say, and that's that. Like you, yeah. you do what you want with it. But you know, because because I have, I could do that. You know, right. I, I I treat myself like I, I'm a four person label roster, but I'm the the only one making music because mm -hmm. you know, I can. You know. Speaking of your music, do you know how many projects you've put out? Do you keep telling? Uh, uh, I, I know I'm around 24, 25. 24, 25. Okay. And a lot of that's been the last couple yeah. of years. Well, yeah, like most of them. Like yeah. most of them. I, I, I really, something happened to me. I put out my, my first album in 2013 when I first moved to New York. And, and, I, and I went through a, a, a void for like three years because I was getting uh, acquainted with, with life in New York. And I was also starting to, to, to make my rounds around the, the scene. And the more people wanted to collab with me, I was doing more shows and I forgot mm -hmm. about making music for some reason, like, like time flies over here. Yeah. So in, in 2016, I really got my focus. And once I started doing still this mixtape and I just kept going on that, it just, um, some some in me was like, man, I, I I just I just I just got the hang of it. I was in the writing zone and I just kept writing. Yeah, that's dope. Do you have a favorite project of yours? <sighs> man, you know they're all my babies, man. <laughs> like straight up, they're all my babies. I mean, I have the honestly, I have favorite projects that's yet to be released. Because <laughs> I'm like, once I release a project, it's kind of like I don't I don't even care about it no more. I might right. listen to it every day. And, and it's just a weird phenomenon that I've seen. Like for months, I'm listening. I'm listening. I, there's some projects not out. I've been listening for six months. I'm like, I can't wait till I get the window to put it out. As soon as it comes out, I don't even want to listen to it no more. Mm. And I'm listening to the next stuff. So as far as the things that are out, man, that's hard, bro. <laughs> Because that's like, oh my God. I find with with a lot of artists, it's 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 usually the, the last album they put out is, is often the response. I love the last album. The last album I put out was <laughs> Street Universe, but I put out so much even this you year, did. the last few months. You know what? I I for some reason I really like Still This Mixtape 3. Mm. Because I did still this mixtape one and two. I went on on tours and stuff like that. It allowed me to do a lot of things, a lot of big shows, big festivals. And then the, the 2018 is when I had my year when I had 10 projects. Yep. And for some reason, man, like I just like still this mixtape three, man. It's just I just think it came together real well. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. 
Well, you, you mentioned your new album, Street Universe. Yeah. Uh, and I do want to jump into that a little bit. But before that, um, you also do Afrobeat albums. Yes, yes, yes. Um, can you talk a little bit about that, like the influence there? Well, what people don't understand, right, because because I, I, I'm a rap, I'm a rapidly rap ass dude, you know what I'm saying? I rap, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. cool, you know what I mean? This and that intricacy, all that punch lines. Um, and I do it well and people like me for that. Even when I started doing music with my friends, we used to do like stuff over reggae beats. We used to do stuff over <laughs> dance hall beats. We used to do like commercial sounding songs that, 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 you know, trying to be like bad boy and them stuff like that. So I've always, and I've always listened to a large array of music. I don't just yeah. listen to like underground, super dark music. I actually don't listen to a lot of that. And it was a time where I'm like, look, man, some people, they don't even know me, these people, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it, it was like, where I'm like, I want to tell my story and you got to understand where I'm coming from and where I get my worldview and stuff. Like, and I wanted to bring Africa's a big part of me. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's, it's my upbringing. It was my household. It was the music I listened to growing up before hip hop. And while I was listening, I never left it. I've yeah. always listened to that type of music. And I, I wanted to challenge myself to see like, look, how could I use my voice and, and, and with African sounding things? And, and yeah. sometimes it's just African samples over just straight boom bap, but sometimes it's just like, yo, let me do like 120 BPM African mm -hmm. songs, right. dance hall and find a flow to them. It was just a challenge and it was fun for me to do. And yeah. um, to be honest with you, and, and, and I knew it was gonna like cause a little internal war with some of my fans because there's a lot of purists until this day, like there's, there's a, it was a dude that commented the other day, like, I love all your projects, but I, I hate uh, Afro Street. <laughs> and I was like, you know what they don't know is that the albums, the album that streams the most are my Afro Street albums. And I've gotten festivals from him and I do yeah. it at shows and everybody's always hype. So it's like, yo, man, you know, it just, just to know that I, I understand it's probably not for you, but I have a, Yo, I, I go back to I go back home. I want to be able to rock. I yeah. understand what they like, what they don't like, and I like that stuff too. So it, it's I do music very selfishly. I'm like this. I want to hear myself do that. It's nobody yeah. asked me to do it. Nobody right. had the idea. I just I had to impose myself. You know, a, a buddy of mine once talked about, you know, a lot of people go into music with a checklist, and you know, you have to have the boom bap production. You have to have the sample, a certain kind of sample. Right. They have certain kind of rapidy raps, you know. Right. And if you don't check all the boxes, then you know it's it's whack or whatever. And right. um, you know, I think a lot of people get stuck in it. And I see it all the time on on Facebook, you know, groups and people just talking reckless nonsense. And it's like, <laughs> man, this is music, man. People right. are creating what's in them right. to give to the world. Like they don't owe you your personal album, you know. Like you're not you're not them, you know. And I know I'm a fan too. Like sometimes, yeah, everybody wants to hear that Nas premiere album. Everybody <laughs> wants to hear that Nas AZ album. But yo, you have a body of work you can refer to if you right. really want that. Like you, you can't discount the fact that it's there and that person did that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that person wants to go somewhere else and wants to grow and wants to entertain themselves, want to make themselves happy. It's music above all. And actually, doing Afro Street projects made me a better artist. 
like I can hit these boom bash beats even better yeah. because you know what I I understand I I I was able to try out different flows that I would yeah. never have done before, and uh, it, it was just an experimentation. It was fun yeah. to do, and and yeah, it's part of me. Would there be another one? You think? Possibly. I, I'll be honest with you. It's like. It's a lot easier and a lot less production heavy to do hip hop albums than it is something <laughs> like that because I might need more collaborations where yeah. artists don't sing. I might need more uh, production value yeah. and, and you know instrumentations and things like that. And I'm I'm hoping that I'm in a better and better situation every year, so I have more resources to to really make it even bigger. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. That'd be I, I don't. I don't want to do the same thing over and again. Like if I do part three, has to I'll do both the first two. Right. Yeah. You know, and so I, I definitely want to do it. Word up. So Street Universe, uh, your most recent album came out just a few weeks ago. Okay. Um. Yep. Good. Really good album. Thank you. Is it pronounced? Is it Gallo Point, the producer? Uh, yo, some people call him yeah. Giallo Point. Some people call him. Giallo Point. Even okay. my stuff, I make mistakes. I think it's yeah. I think it's Giallo Point. Giallo Point. Yeah. Uh, how did that that? How did you link up with him? I had an interview on on a podcast one time, and um, before my interview, I I would listen to it to kind of see where I was getting into, and the rapper I forgot who it was, was mentioning Giallo Point and was like, "Yo, I don't know how he does it. He puts out a lot of music out there." Yeah. And. I'm like, damn, somebody with some work ethic, that sounds like me. Cause because a lot of you know, some people don't got that work ethic. And that and as I do all these projects, I learn not mm -hmm. only what, how I want to sound, but how to how my do a better workflow. And I'm like, some people, I love their music, I love them as a person, but I don't probably like don't don't really enjoy working with them because yeah. they're not at my speed. Yeah, sure. I like I like things at my speed. So I'm like, maybe this dude is at my speed. So I hit him up and he's like, yo, I love your music. I was like, yo, I love your beats. And uh, he's like, I'm gonna throw you some beats. He just starts throwing me beats. And I just, I went on a tear. And and <laughs> we so it's our third project, but like we had this this done like early last year. You know, oh, it's, wow. just coming, it's just coming out now. It's like, and we, and we have some more, like we just went on a tear. It's just about picking and choosing which songs to go on and stuff. And some songs had to be taken off because of certain uh, reasons. But um, that's how we did, man. It was very easy because yeah, he had beats. I just expressed myself. That's all. If it, it flows really well, and yeah. I, I'm curious, like, are there some? You, you talked about marketing a little bit and how, like, you know, some albums you don't really do much. Are there some albums that you just know, like, all right, I've got to put some, you know, some thought behind this and push this one more than others? Uh, there's some, but it's tough for me to do that because of how much music I do. Yeah. It's like, I'm, 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 I'm multitasking like crazy. So the album's kind of like, I can't keep up with them myself. Yeah. And, and what happens is like a lot of these albums, I, 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 um, I collaborate and do, do some deals with some European labels and, or, or, uh, labels here to do, uh, to press vinyl. So we'll, we'll, they'll be like, yo, we gonna, we want that album. We want to press it up. So they have a date. Right. And like, so it's like, I, I, you know, I had Chicago pressed up as a vinyl the, mm -hmm. a few months ago with Chop Heron. And this one was uh, pressed up by Copenhagen Crates. And then I got next month, I got Stuff of Legend pressed up by uh, Chong Wizard out in Canada. Mm -hmm. So it's like, 
I, I can't keep up, honestly. And, <laughs> and it's at a point where I don't want, I'm like, fuck it. Yo, let people have it. If y'all love what yeah, I yeah. do, support what I do. I'm sorry if these 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 albums are not serviced the right way and this and that. I don't have time. Yeah, I just, yeah. My only time is to like keep telling my story. So you mentioned like, earlier- there, there will be albums where I, I, I do it right, but I, I don't yeah. have time for that. So you mentioned earlier that a lot of times you'll listen to an album over and over again before you release it. Yeah. As you were listening to this album, Street Universe, was there something that stood out to you that you really liked about this project specifically? Yeah, I like I like the coherence of it. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't try to like I I didn't try to like be too to go go outside of the source. You know what I mean? I, I I didn't try to be like, oh, I need to do an emotional song or I need to do a song about this topic or that topic. I just pretty much did what the music told me to do and, and, and stayed in line with that without and letting it flow naturally. So it's it's a very organic project that that and I, and I think those are sometimes the best ones, you know? Yeah, that's dope. You know, as I was listening to this album, you know, sometimes when I listen to music, like another, like I'll, I'll feel the, like the essence of the vibe of like another artist that, right. you know, maybe influenced or maybe I just hear it cause that's just how my mind works, whatever. Right. And um, I, I don't know why, but I kept thinking about Planet Asia when I was listening to this album. Okay. Um, has he had any influence on you, any inspiration? Not not directly. Not really. Shout okay. out to Planet. He's he's, he's dope. He's an ill dude, man. And I know Planet. We rocked the show in Paris together. Oh, dope. Know? So yeah, I know Planet. But and I, I I don't I don't think I've 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 uh, I've dug into deep enough into Planet Asia to to be influenced. I think it just so happens that we're probably from the same cloth. So, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, he's probably influenced by a lot of the guys that influenced me. You know, like woo woo dudes and and different things, so I could see how we 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 could intersect in, in, in certain themes and certain vibes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. There's another another MC that came to mind who's a much more underground MC out of Detroit. One below, you know this cat. One below. You know what? I I don't know his music, but a few people have mentioned him before. Oh, really? So, so I, I'm familiar with him. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. When you, when you're rhyming on one song, I was like, man, that I just I feel like the essence of one below that, and it's dope because like, you know, like these are art, like all these artists, like you, one below, Planet Asia, like just a, a bunch of other artists, like um, you know, like you said, cut from the same cloth, and it's just like kind of going back to early in the conversation. It's just so dope that you all are just making consistently dope music, right. kind of unapologetically, you know, yeah. and. I don't know. So whenever I, whenever I think That's of the vibe, yeah. So whenever I think of like other artists, when I listen to particular artists, it's like, man, this is like, like the invisible, what he said, the invisible Renaissance. It's like, yeah, it's all tied together. You know, everyone's kind of on that same wavelength, even though you may not know each other, or, you know, may not be inspired, but like, it's just, it's in the air, you know? Yeah. It's like, I, I think that it was, a, it's a no excuse, be yourself, be authentic era. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and right. the guys that got it, Asia, got it you know what i mean i'm not i'm not too familiar with one below with his catalog but it's like those people they they're in the invisible renaissance because we're like yo man we we're we gonna show nobody got it nobody could tell us what the culture is because we are the culture and then when you realize that on your own you're like why why do i need to wait for for dumb a and r that's wearing adidas <laughs> the latest uh yeezys and stuff to tell right. me i don't know you know or or, or, or right. like uh nah man 
I'm not yeah. down with that. Speaking of the, the invisible renaissance, another member of that, that renaissance has got to be John Robinson. Yeah. What, what was, he's on that last song, Roadmap. Did y'all do that together or was that more of a, he sent the verse in type of thing? No, we didn't do it together, but we, we did it together. It's what happened. Me, me and uh, John Robinson been knowing each other, rocking shows and stuff like that. Always respected each other's uh, pen game and career game. And um, we, we decided to meet and just hang out, me and him. So he invited me at his spot in his building. You know, he had a little spot. We would just talk. And honestly, I was blown away by his business acumen when it comes mm. to like music. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I didn't really, he taught me so much with that conversation, just seamlessly, yeah. but telling me his experience that I'm like, damn, this guy's on point. Like when it comes to like understanding the business, I'm talking about business, we weren't really talking artistically. So we had a lot of things about how to do, so I learned so much. And then we, after that, we like, yo, we gotta get a song in. Yeah. Do a song for me, I do a song for you, which I, I, we, are, we have another song that's gonna come out. That's and uh, if that song is Roadmap and he came up with the concept, he picked the beat too. I sent him a few uh, Gallo Point beats and that was his pick, it wasn't my pick. And uh, he was like, yo, let's call it Roadmaps because I, I, I kept saying like, yo, this, this game doesn't come with a roadmap. Mm -hmm. We wish we had a blueprint, but there's no blueprint. There's no, you have to, you have to carve your path. Right. And that's what we're talking about in that song. Yeah, it's like we have to, we have to create our lane and, and, and forge our careers ourselves. Yeah. And define it. Yeah. It's a great, great song. Great artist too. Thank we Great guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. He was on, he, we interviewed him. I don't know, a couple two months ago maybe, and uh, him and uh, Jay Ross together. And right. I was just, I mean, I always liked his music, but I was i was even more inspired by just his presence. He just seemed like, I don't know, he just seemed like a brother. Like, like you know, like I, I felt like I knew him forever and I'd never seen him, never met him. You know, he just had that that, that inviting type of presence. Yeah, know? exactly. And like, yeah, brilliant guy, man, he's, he's incredible. Like. I, that, it's crazy when you 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 like you love the dude's art and you're like this dude is ill. Yeah. But then when you talk to him in a conversation and you're like, oh no, he he's even more ill than I yeah. thought. Like, that applies to him because some people they're yeah. ill. Then you talk to them and you're like, oh, you're a, <laughs> you, you, good good thing that you know how to rap because you right. know, like, nothing else going on in your head, boy. Right. Yeah. 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 There's there's that too for sure for sure. Cool. Well, I want to jump into a little segment here um, called One Word. Okay. So I'll, I'll show you an album cover. I'll tell you the name. Um, and then you tell me the first word that comes to mind. And then we, we can chat a little further if you want. So, 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 so uh, I say one word. One word. The first word that comes to mind. Okay. And then if you need to, you know, if you need to say more about it, that's fine. All, All right. right. So since you're in Brooklyn, we'll start with this right here. Hard to earn. By Gangstar. Street, Street. Street. Such a dope album. I love that oh, album. I do too. All right. Midnight Marauders by Tribe. Um, I say, um, man, I love that album, man. Uh, what's the word, man? Just, just groovy, man. Groovy. <laughs> groovy. I guess. I like that. All right. <laughs> Extinction Level Event by Buster. Power. 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 Skill. Ah oh, man, it's so much technique. 
I think, I think, you know, cause I, I like to listen for beats. I think Knots. Oh uh, yeah. This album. Such Not a dope producer. Incredible, man. All right. The Diplomats. Harlem. Harlem, <laughs> man. They, they, they got the, the anthems for Harlem, man. Yeah, they do. Man, it, I, I promise for, I don't know how many summers and years it was, but I feel like for a while, for whatever reason, I'm in Cincinnati. Right, okay. And they were, I don't know if they, like, they all have, like, a cousin that lives here or something, because, like, they were huge in Cincinnati, like, more than other Midwest cities. I mean, they were pretty big all over, but Cameron, Dipset were huge here. You know what I love about them? They they created a universe with their sound. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're stepping into a different universe, and 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 that's kind of something I strive to do, create a Napoleon universe that's unique. Yeah. And they were, like, they were hard, but, like, there was still a lot of humor and silliness yeah, involved, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, they didn't take themselves too seriously, too. They kind of knew right. they were outrageous. I love that. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, miss, oh, wait, before we go to that. Okay. Because I know you're into politics and whatnot. Uh, you, do you have any comments on the Cameron uh, feature on the O'Reilly show? You remember this? <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that. I forgot the content of the show. I just remember him saying doggy and laughing at him. Mad. I thought it was hilarious because got to stick up his ass. And, and Cameron is like, yo, we could talk as human beings. Like, just because you, 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 you're so uppity up and you talk with these words, you're not smarter than me. Like, you just, you're just somebody with lights on, on shining on right. you on the platform. I love it. I'll forgive Cameron for putting out any whack music because of that that uh, feature on that show. Uh, yeah, I love <laughs> that was hilarious. I, I I love Cam's universe, man. Like, Cam, yeah, I do too. He just he's so crazy with it, you know. What he I mean? is. All right, Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Oh man, S super classic. You know what I mean? Classic. It, it's, I know that's a two words, but like. <laughs> You see that, that that eclectic like sound where it's just and it's cohesive like mm -hmm. that that's kind of like my mind state when I do something like Afro Street you know what I'm saying and I can't sing like Lauren you know what I mean but that, as far as putting together a sound and like a texture man like yeah. it's an incredible album. Next one, Book of Ryan by Royce the Five Nine. Lyricism, man. Yeah, man, he's so dope. He's incredible, man. It's like, I don't know too many cats rapping like that. <laughs> I don't think there's any, man. He's, he's just incredible, incredible rapper. Incredible he is. MC, yeah. Few more. Marsburg by Rock Marciano. Just smooth, man. Smooth. Yeah. But like, it's more than smooth. Smooth is not, it only says half the picture. He's like skillfully smooth street. He's like, he, he like took like, that mob deep theme and vibe and just futurized it. Yeah. I feel like Rock Marciano is like one of those artists who like he was the invisible renaissance before other people caught up to him, you know? Let's be real, like 70% of the invisible renaissance are Rock Marciano, if not clones, they're like offsprings. Right. Yeah. No so, doubt. Like, like, you know what I mean? And, and it's like, yo, that's how that's how good he is. You know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah. want to be like him, and, and a lot every a lot of people jacking his staff. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And that's you know, which is cool and uncool at the same time. Like you inspired a lot, but like, yo, it's a thin line between being inspired and actually like 
take somebody's whole universe. That's what I'm saying. He created that universe. You guys right. are like, you, you're you're flying in somebody else's universe. Right. Like, you need to make your own. You know what I mean? That's yeah, no doubt. Making your own. You know. Exactly. All right, we're coming around full circle for the last one. Moment of truth by Gangstar. Just, just, just heart, man. You know, you know, you know. The thing about I say heart because Guru's one of my favorite rappers. DJ Premier is probably my favorite producer. You know, um, there's this equality in Guru's voice, and that is so. There's a vulnerability and a and a and a that that you don't see a lot. And and yeah. he, he could touch your heart by saying something like you really feel like he's not just trying to be ill. A lot more, more, mostly rappers be trying to like look for something hot to say, so you to be like, whoa, whoa. He's just speaking straight from that inside, deep inside, and you can feel it. Yeah. And I think that that that's special. Yeah, you know the thing about that album to me is that, well, there's so many good things about that album that I love, but there's 20 songs on that album, and typically when an album is that long, there's gonna be you know five, six, seven songs. I'm like, why do they put this on here? Right. Not one, like I like every single song on that album. But you know, yeah. that, that I think that that's Premier though. Like yeah. I think Premier is that he, he has a, a level of um, attention to detail mm -hmm. where it's like, I don't think he lets anything by that's not up to par. Yeah. And you can see that with people that other rappers that use his production, like it's, it, it's, you could hardly find somebody something that's not good from Premier. Yeah, right. It's that's like that's the, that's attention to detail right there. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, before we go, uh, we did have a few friends join us here. I see Ian, Kaz, Meta is here. Uh, no, Neville, um, Al. So, if any of you all have a, a question uh, or a comment for Napoleon, um, you can unmute yourself and chime in. Uh, do you know, are, are you familiar with a group called Is What out of Cincinnati? Uh, no, I'm not. They, they do a lot of stuff in France. I only ask because they're, they're like a, they're like a hip hop band. Okay. But, but the, but the leader, his name is Napoleon, the MC. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. And that, the first time I heard your name, like I, I thought it, cause Napoleon's big in Cincinnati. So I was like, ah, oh, what's, what's Napoleon up to? And I was like, Napoleon the legend. I was like, oh, he changed his name. <laughs> I was like, oh wait, this is two separate people. Right, so, but he does uh, stuff in France a lot that's, too. That's like the fourth Napoleon, but there's only one Napoleon the legend. That's right, only one. Yeah, he's he's, he's legendary, but that's not his name. Shout out to him. Yeah, yeah, he's dope. He's dope. All right. One day, uh, I, I dream of doing a song with all the Napoleons. Cool. <laughs> and we, we we settle the score, but we also like show like yo, we all dope, you know. Well, this Napoleon would be dope to do because he's uh he's in France a lot. Okay. He goes overseas. They, his band made a big, you know, impression over there. So they go back a lot and do stuff. All right. So from Neville in the chat, he wants to know what is your favorite spot to visit in the world through your travels and tours? I still have a lot of places I want to go to. Uh, but so far, um, it's I'm really biased to that place. It's a place in France. And I, I have a, a, a put out two EPs um, kind of in homage of these places because it's uh, produced by people from that place. It's called Malouse. It's in um, mm -hmm. on the border of France, uh, close to Switzerland and Germany. And it's just 
such a wonderful place because the vibe there was crazy. You know, I, mm -hmm. I went there and it was a, a place at a, this big restaurant bar, not even a performance place, but the place was jumping. The DJ, shout out to DJ Scrib. We just became cool and he was like, Yo, you made me want to do hip hop again because he was doing yeah. mixtapes back then, was doing Still. parties. But then he's like, you gave me that energy. So he, he came up with the uh, Brooklyn to Malou's idea and Malou's to Brooklyn. And I collab with producers and DJs from there. And not only is that place beautiful, but it's it's just uh, that the vibe there is, is it's uh, I don't know, man. It, it's special to me, man. They have heart. You know, do you go to some places? It's a little cold, it's a little, not cold weather like, but the people are just, there's not a lot of lively spirits over there. Yeah. Like these people got heart. So I love that place. That's dope, that's dope. And uh, also ask, who's your favorite MC of all time? <sighs> that's a tough question, man. It changes <laughs> all the time, man. Yeah, I feel that. You know what? I, I, I'm not gonna dig too deep in it. I, 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 Oh man, nah, it's it's hard. It's close, but I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Nas, man. You know mm. what I like about Nas is just like it, he he gave me a lot of things that I aspire to be. Where it's like yeah. he told his life, whether you like him or not. He it's a lot of rappers that try to be perfect in their image, and 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 he he has songs where he can tell you he made mistakes. You know, he'll talk yeah. about his marriage not working or his relationship with his daughter. He'll yeah. say a song like Dance With My Mother. And like, mm -hmm. those songs touch my heart. He talks about the hood. He talks about just the spectrum of what he talks about is like, it's it's, it's so exemplary to me. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to be, I don't want to release the same projects. I want to talk about the same thing all the time. Right. And, and, and I, I relate to him in that sense. Do you, have you heard his new album? Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on on, on it? I, you like it? I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I to tell you the truth. I liked it better when I heard it the second time. Yeah, that's how I am. Like every time I listen to it, I like it a little more. No, it, because it's like, yo, man, like this dude is an incredible rapper. Like the, the, the rappers make me laugh. Where it's like, yo, Nas, this can't pick a beat. The beats are fine. It's, it's, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, they're not the boom bap hard beats. So he's not on that flow. But right. They, Musically, I don't hear nothing wrong with them, and he's rapping his ass off. So what's there not to like? And uh, Ino also is wondering about your favorite album of all time. If if artist wasn't hard enough, well, no I, album. I I would probably give it to uh, Only Built for Cuban Links. It's just mm. a perfect album to me. Yeah. The, the, the 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 skits, the 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 the, the grittiness, the the cohesion, the lyrics. Yeah. Nah, the personalities of these dudes, these dudes are like superheroes to me, man. Yeah, dope, dope. And uh, Ian, oh, Ian, do you want to ask your question? Or you, I know you put it in the chat. I see Ian there. Yeah, you can speak on it. Okay, so Ian asking, can can you speak on frequent collaborator? How do you say that, Ian? That's Malefertiti. There you go, yes. Yes, shout out to Ian, by the way, man. Shout out to you, man. And um, yo, she, she, she's a dope one. She, she play, she's the dopest female rapper. People mm. don't know yet, but I know it because I know what she's <laughs> capable of. I really do. And I mean that. Like, you listen to her and y'all see she, you put any, in, 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 like, she's one of the dopest rappers, period. But I'm just saying, you know, in that category where people talk about female rappers, people should be mentioning her because it's blasphemous if you don't. Uh, we met each other. We was helping kids, man. We was doing um, 
um, workshops of hip hop, the schools in Brownsville, in the Bronx, mm-hmm. uh, Rikers Island. And uh, we was just doing that. Like we were doing like those workshops and we knew we rapped. So we did little freestyles, this and that, but we, we spoke, we became friends. And then we still, let's do a song. And we did Encrypted Wisdom on Still This Mixtape 3, which I said is probably one of my favorite projects. And that song is incredible. Ian, I think if you know that song, you might you might know what it is, but we just click yeah. like that. And then I just, me and her just keep, I, I try to keep her in the loop, you know? Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. And last question of the night uh, from N.O. What hip hop MC or group uh, are you listening to these days out of the current batch of MCs signing the last decade? So who are you listening to uh, recently? Uh, You know, I I listen to uh, Supreme Cerebral. Mm. Uh, He just put out that album. I'm on it, but (laughs) he's dope. (laughs) he's a dope like we met out here in brooklyn and and uh we got more work coming up together he's nice and he's a he's hungry too like he don't care like i like that a lot of mcs that are on some rock marciano i'm too school for school like he just like wants to bite your head off i like that um who else do i listen to there's not a lot of groups is there any groups i i can't even think or mcs yeah um there's several I'm, i'm i'm listening to uh let me think let me, let me go through my mental roller decks real quick. Do it, man. Do it. Um, it's all good. You can take your time. There's a lot, a lot of dope I, I, artists. I, I, I like I like Skanks, the rap martyr from Bangkok fam out in Crown Heights. I think he's somebody that people should look look for more because he's mm-hmm. that ill. I like um I like what this dude um I like what Rashid Chappelle is doing. Yeah. Rashid Chappelle dope. is really nice. She's really like, you know, that street imagery. That smooth flow, yeah. uh, I really like that. Somebody said Blue and Exile. Yeah, Blue and Exile, really dope. You know what I mean? You might hear something with me and Blue one of these days. I'm not oh, saying. Oh, that'd be dope. But you know, y'all see, y'all gonna see what's up. Uh, Ka, he said Ka, Ka, definitely, man. Yeah. That's a poet. You know what I mean? And that that he got his own style. Yeah. He, he's just uh, I like guy. That's what I'm saying. Artists that have their own universe, and, and I just. That's me. I want to listen to artists. I want. I want to get into your world. You yeah. Know? I, mean, I, I don't want. Like I said, I don't want to go. If I want to listen to Rock Marciano, I got so much from him to listen to. So when, if you're doing some, I want to be able to like see what you're about. And yeah, yeah. I, it's like so real with that. You know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think he he with Rock Marciano, power the uh, knowledge the power. I, I feel like those guys, you know, were kind of in the same same group together like pioneering yeah, yeah. it all you know oh, very right. yeah um what did he say could you please get blue to come on our show <laughs> I, I didn't say i was buddies with him you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah you know you know when i've been trying to get blue we've been trying to get blue on i can't so. help you with that one, so. <laughs> it's all good we'll be uh excited to hear what you uh having the works with him though uh is, is there anything you want to speak on as far as uh new projects you got coming out that you want people yeah, to know about uh, september 4th like there's like in about a few days i have an album called stuff of legend coming wow. out and it's going to be on vinyl uh chong wizard has uh, created the vinyl it's produced by a new producer i mean new on the scene uh raw, raw, raw data and yeah. um i i met him through my boy jordan commander out in canada and that's his people and he was like yo he just kind of like sold me on him. Was like, "Yo, man, I really want you to work with this guy. He 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 got this 
the 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 vibes is like jazz. You like sample a whole bunch of jazz with horns oh, and stuff wow. like that. And that's really gonna be the theme of the album. Come nice features on it. I got Noah O. I got uh, Sage Infinite, G4 okay. Jack, Jamal Gasol, um, whole bunch of people on it. You know, it's cool. Man, I can't wait for that. Man, September first. That's that's next Friday, man. Yeah, right. I, man. I got, you know I'm saying I can't even keep up. I'm moving so fast. I'm just trying to keep up with time, man. We're not promised tomorrow, man. I'm, I'm losing. Yeah, man. Losing friends out here, like yeah. rest in peace, Jay Ruckus, rest in peace, Michael Brooks, uh, yeah. you know, rest in peace, uh, Saeed. Like, yo, I gotta get this out to y'all because you don't know if I'm gonna be here tomorrow. You know, yeah. that, that's the way I'm, I roll. You know, I feel you. Well, hopefully you are. We appreciate all the the great music you've given us already. Um, for people that want to keep up with you, uh, how how should they do that? Uh, just uh, go. Uh, www.napoleondalegend.com and I have a website you can find music there you can find the merches the, the merch the, the links all the albums all that also Team NDL on Instagram Twitter Facebook Napoleon the Legend anywhere you know anywhere you listen to the music whether it's Tidal whether it's iTunes whether it's Spotify you're gonna find me look me up follow me every time I drop a project you're gonna get that notification. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather Spotify do my email blast than myself. So just just follow and you get that email blast. Yeah. Good. Right on, man. Well, thank you so much for taking time. Uh, thank you to share yourself. Me. Yeah, man. You're welcome. We'll be looking out for that album next Friday and uh, all your upcoming projects. So sure. really, really appreciate it, man. And uh, if you're tuning in, uh, we'll be back next Thursday night. We're doing something a little different. We did this uh, a little while ago. We, we looked at the Blue and Exile album and just had a conversation about it. Next Thursday, we're gonna be doing that same thing, but we're gonna be discussing the Do Nas album. So there's a lot of feelings around this album and we're gonna get all of our feelings out and talk about it. So if, if you're just dying to talk about it, uh, hit us up, we'll send you the link and uh, we can have a conversation. So any last words for your followers, Napoleon? Um, I, I want to thank my followers. I want to thank the people listening to this right now. I want to thank y'all for like keeping this culture alive and the boom bap thing because this invisible renaissance is living because of shows like this, because of people like this, people like Ian, people that buy physical records. And it's it's, uh, it's niche marketing now. It's just like direct right. me to you. You guys can hit me up on Instagram and talk to me. Like you want something, I got you, whatever, whatever. And it's, it's, the, new, it's the new age, we're humans. We're no more like these dudes you can't touch and this and that. We just like you. We just we just kill kill the mic. You know what I mean? Right on. So everyone, go check out Napoleon the Legend. Get all of his music. Get his new music, and uh, you are sure to enjoy it. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Peace, 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 peace.